0: This is Larry Weinbrenner, uh, former canine handler of the U.S. Border Patrol. I was in Century Class 100 of the Border Patrol uh, back in 1971 out of Los Fresnos, Texas. And you're listening to the Old
1: Patrol Podcast, Honor First. Greetings, and welcome to Episode 20 of the Old Patrol HQ Podcast. I'm your host, Gil Mazza. This podcast is dedicated to celebrating and preserving the history, heritage, and legacy of the Old Patrol through the words of those who lived it, with a few shenanigans along the way. Today, we talk with retired senior patrol agent, canine handler, Larry Weinbrenner, Century Class 100. From his early days in Cotula, Texas, to making Border Patrol history as one of the founding members of the U.S. Border Patrol Canine Unit, he's had a great career in the patrol. And we all get to hear it here, exclusively, at Old Patrol HQ. Ain't no patrol like the Old Patrol. Honor first, honor always. Good morning, sir, and welcome to the Old Patrol HQ podcast. My pleasure. Can you tell us a a little bit about how you got started in the patrol? Well,
0: it's kind of a convoluted story. Uh, I had no idea what the Border Patrol did. But we were on vacation in Montana, the Whitefish, Montana. We fell in love with the little town, and we thought that'd be a neat place to move to. And so, starting investigating about jobs, and uh, the only federal jobs that were available at that time were park uh, rangers and Border Patrol agents. And I knew park rangers were a seasonal job, and and uh, couldn't afford to move my family and everything there. So I got I kind of forgotten about it. That was 1969. In 19, I guess it was 19, uh, early 1970, I heard they were testing for the border patrol at uh, the federal courthouse in Kansas City, Missouri. So I thought, well, nothing ventured, nothing gained. Hmm. I would go down, take the test. If I passed it, so what? But I still did not know what a border patrol did. So I went down and took the test. It had the, the, the false language test on there that tested your ability to learn a language and I passed that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I thought, okay, uh, and nothing was said after they told me I passed it. So I had forgotten about it because it took a while before the oral board convened at the federal courthouse. And then I was called back a few months later to go in front of the oral board and i went in front of the oral board and uh i guess they thought i'd make a good candidate after the interview so uh they said uh we'll be letting you know one one way or another so mm-hmm. we didn't hear anything so we went started to go on vacation in uh, 1970 early 70s we was, yeah, it the summer 71 we were going to visit friends in dallas so before we were to go, I got a telegram from the Border Patrol that said it had been accepted. So, <laughs> we, uh, we went to visit our friends in Dallas. And I thought, well, why not just drive down to Catula and just see what it's like. Not knowing how big Texas was, it turned out to be a six-hour drive one way down no, to Catula. No, of course. And it turned to, I got down there, and it was 112 on the, the thermometer there. And this was June, and I thought, wow, this is, this is unbelievable. But I thought, I'm going to give it a try. So I, uh, I said, I told my wife, I said, I think what we'll do is I'll go ahead and resign my job in Kansas City and go to the academy, uh, let you sell the house,
1: and you can move the furnishes and the storage, and you go down and live with your parents until I graduate and sir what, what was your job in Kansas City before you joined the I border? I was a mail carrier
0: ok post office and I had federal time plus my military service and uh, so I didn't want to lose that mm-hmm. so I uh, we back in those days you uh, you went to your duty station first for a couple of weeks and then you left to go to the academy mm-hmm. and uh, so I got kind of an idea what the job was I got to the Academy Yeah. Around the little town that I lived in there in Missouri, and they smelled what they thought was bread baking. Mm
1: Kidding. You can't. can't. Yeah, it was. It was so odd that happened that way. But anyway, we all backed up. Go go ahead. I just was going to keep going. I was. I'm going to ask you a question about your class, but uh, go ahead and finish your story. Okay, and uh, well, your class it, it there's a distinction to the graduating to your graduating class, right?
0: Absolutely, we are the century class. We <laughs> were class one hundred.
1: Class one hundred. How about that? Yeah,
0: yeah, and, and it amazes me and the number of classes we have had since then. And just, uh, it just—it boggles the mind. And when I was in Control, there was probably less than. Uh, Eight thousand patrol agents all together throughout the whole country. Yes, sir. And uh, we—I mean—we were a small, diverse group, that's for sure. And uh, a, lot, a lot of times we
1: work worked solo. Oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. You know that we're yeah. in class one one six nine. Just reported the to the to the academy.
0: That is, um, that is, uh, is amazing. <laughs> uh, I wish him well. It, it, it's. uh, the uh, adventure that uh, <laughs> they're going to remember the rest of their lives.
1: That of that, there is no doubt.
0: To be certain, it uh, it uh, like I say it. Uh, I, I learned a lot about what uh, the job in, incorporated by the time I had was uh, two weeks I was at Ketua and Catula uh, uh, was a very diverse station, and it was. Uh, uh, it incorporated uh, landmass up to uh, south of Dallas, Texas. But uh, of course, the only thing we could work that was drivable was the hill country up around uh, Fredericksburg and Kerrville, and uh, we could patrol that. But that was a long haul. To mm-hmm. be certain. Jeez. No, mm-hmm. so he wouldn't do it. So I talked to the town constable, and uh, he was from the old school, I mean, the real old school law enforcement. And he said, next time he does it, give me a call. And uh, he did it one one night, so I called him, and he came over. I noticed his parking car in front of the house there. Yeah. And for a while, and uh, then he got out of the car, walked up he did not stop he walked right in the door <laughs> there was some noise in the house and some shouting and pretty soon he had walked back out the lights went out and i had no trouble with the guy after
1: that oh <laughs> so it uh it, it was wild and willing those days i uh, it uh i it was not over to me i mean I yeah because i worked i worked reserve law enforcement for a while and I knew there was uh, protocol and there were some things you did some things you didn't but the word had not gotten out yet to South Texas yeah I mean that's some good old-fashioned law enforcement right there
0: yeah it, uh, <laughs> yeah there's no two
1: ways about that yeah but, uh, I, I, I I saw some of them in action too on uh,
0: guys giving lift to law enforcement <laughs> officers and uh, it, it did not bode well for them, but the mm-hmm.
2: that's things are here and are right there. But uh, anyway, probation, you, uh, of course, we had uh, got out of the academy. Yeah. Down here, it was a town and my family got them situated. And I was still concerned about Spanish, so I hired a, a my, the high school Spanish teacher in Delhi,
0: Texas. And she tutored me three times a week and we did that my ten month exam. Yeah, and uh, I well, I tell you why I was sweating bullets when that ten month came up, and uh, a lot of prayers were going on about that time. And anyway, the my uh, training officer, uh, post academy training officer, knew that I'd be a nervous wreck if I was going to be the last one out, so. He surprised me, and I was the first one in. Oh. I was—you uh, prepared for that
1: because I was hoping to study just a little bit more uh, before I went in. But anyway, I got in there, and uh, I, I passed. And boy, you talk about a weight off, you. Yeah, I remember that because I—I I I had to do a six—you uh, know—a six and a half, ten month myself. So I, I do remember that feeling. Oh, it—it. It, uh, it, 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 it was uh, like a, a weight lift, off. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so anyway, uh, if I can give you a, kind of an idea of what uh, life was like in Cthulhu, if I can and, interject real quick, um, can you tell me like some of the who were some of your initial training officers, your journeymen? Oh, well, see, I had uh, Al Helgeson, which is a uh, a legacy, and a uh, <laughs> he. Of Mark of the patrol, he, he, he is quite a guy. A guy, uh, he's probably one of the smartest guys I've ever met. And uh, and Chuck Warden. Mm-hmm. uh, he's he's still alive, he's uh just about a year older than I am, but uh, he he's not doing so well, but he's probably one of the best.
0: supervisor you took care of it mm-hmm. you and some of those could be very interesting as far as chases and uh, I don't know if they're still doing it or not but back uh, the same back when we were working the highway is that the driver would slow down and he'd put a brick on the gas pedal and roll out the door as, a, as the vehicle sped off and they knew that he would probably chase the vehicle yeah and uh, there was uh, some pretty Pretty terrible scene uh, in some of those situations but uh, uh, for the most part uh, we were able to, to get the driver and and the load and uh, but one of the most interesting uh, things that ever happened to me as far as working smoking cases mm-hmm. is my partner and I were sitting at 5735 about 2 in the morning and we we see uh, the vehicles come up on 57 and uh, the frontage road on the on the other side of the interstate, on the southbound side, there's usually drunk cowboys going home after a dance, and uh, you, did, you didn't take much about it. So we see this vehicle pull up and go up and turn up that road, and he disappears. But it comes back down the road again. He stops. He sits there for a while. And he turns around and comes out of the underpass and, went, and up to the area where we were sitting, and stops. He gets out and asks us for directions to San Antonio because he was en route to Houston. So we told him, well, if you stay on 35, you could do it. So uh, we got to talking to him, and
1: uh, and we decided to walk with him back to his vehicle, which he did not want us to do. (laughs) Well, we got back there, and he had a load in the back end of his vehicle. Oh, (laughs) gee. So I wrote the I-44 up, Send up for prosecution, and the U.S. attorney sent me a note back. He says you can only use this excuse once, but I'll never accept it again. So anyway, they <laughs> accepted prosecution on it. And he said that uh, that is the wildest story that he ever heard, that where a smuggler would ask directions from border patrol, how
0: <laughs> to get get going
1: north. <laughs> it's amazing that some of the stuff that happens to us out there in the field. Oh, it's
0: I did get diaries. Uh, I wish I had, uh, because there were some very interesting incidents that happened. Mm. And uh, uh, it, it, uh, we had uh, one incident working a group in the field. Uh, it was a foggy morning, and we were we were following a group and. Uh, we had their tracks up across one road so we grew up the other road to cut the road and didn't have them across there so we thought they were still following the high line. So my partner and I was just a trainee at that time and my partner told me, he said, you stay up front, he said I'm going to go to the back and he said I clicked the radio twice when I passed my location. Mm-hmm. So I sit there and I hear him click the radio twice and he, he falls in, I'm walking with him. so jumped up the uh, La Migra and that's all it took. It was a big explosion. They were running everywhere. And I then we grabbed one and that's all I could get a hold of. Yeah. And my partner grabbed one and they but they they were scared out of their wits. I don't know what they thought, but boy, I guess when we popped up out of the multi and the fog there is a dense fog. And my partner and the alien rolled around in a prick repair patch and they had, oh, they looked like a pincushion when they got through So <laughs> my partner had to go home and his wife removed a lot of the needles, and, uh, and the alien had the little guy in his locker, help him try and get rid of him, but uh, uh, there, was, there was a very humorous incident at, at a lot of times.
1: Who were who are some who were some of your coworkers there, um, that that uh, that are still around on Facebook, uh, you know, on social media and everything else? Oh, uh, Alex Hernandez mm-hmm. is, uh, he lived up he lived in Gersol He was uh, he came in and I, I, I trained him and
0: he was a good hand. We were a good hand. Uh, we had uh, let's see here, we had uh, Rudy Correal. doing World with Yeah. And uh, it was uh, it was really a pleasure. I, I I got a kick out of the guys. That uh, Al Langford was another kid. He has since passed. He had a heart attack mm-hmm. at a very young age.
1: Can we hear the Rudy story?
0: pistol as we rolled around your investigation. Which was about almost a two hour drive after you leave Johnson City. And, uh, so.
1: Did you ever find out why or why or how that, that happened?
0: I'd turn around, take
1: him back Johnson City, drop him off. And, uh, that, uh, that's, that's, that's amazing. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, but that's his politics. And one thing I learned you don't screw the ex president of the United States. No, yeah, absolutely. If you
0: want to keep a record paycheck
1: coming in. <laughs> no, no, that, that's absolutely true. You know, we if you read throughout the history, we've been a political football since the get go. don't realize what it was like in the lean days when you drove patrol cars 125 130 000 miles on them and uh mechanic tried the best to keep running the best they could mm-hmm. uh we had a van one night we were working a night shift and
2: we picked up a load when we were coming in and the headlights just went out i mean everything stopped working and here we're about 40 miles away from Catula, and this this is after midnight and so all we could do is get back up on the frontage road each one of us held our flashlights out the window and that's how we limped it back <laughs> to, to Cajula and uh, fortunately uh, uh, traffic was very light on on those frontage roads but uh, yeah uh and and uh,
0: it, it, uh, it just amazed me that especially when you, you get into a chase you're always worried about that uh but, uh, uh something happened while one of those patrol cars. Yeah. Because I remember but well, when we uh when I first got on the patrol, we had uh, AMC ambassadors for patrol cars. And uh, some of those were very fast. I mean man they could scat, but they were they were goosey, they were they're lightweight and you could do a one eighty in the middle of the interstate, which is not good. Yeah. And uh, uh that was the only drawback to that, that, that car. But, uh, boy, uh, some of the vehicles that we had to put up with, But and we were still driving the old Jeeps uh, uh, in the here era. era mm-hmm. But, uh, that, uh, those those were a hot buggy because all they had was just a metal floor and uh, of course no air conditioning. Yeah. And, boy, and the engine heat from that, boy, mm-hmm. that got hot. <laughs> Yeah, smoking case in Walmart, my, my favorite. I, uh, I, that, that was something else that was very strange. Right early in, in the patrol, I, I was working with uh, my partner Ricky Melton, at the time, and uh, we caught a a smoking case. Uh, or, uh, it was smoking uh, narcotics, uh, marijuana. Uh, the guy sped past us, and, uh, and we we chased him down and nothing in the car it was very polite but uh, we shed the light on the the back deck of the window you could see there were no speakers in the speaker hole Yeah. more stories, and uh, I, I just so wish uh, I had to, was able to sit down and, and talk with him more. But I was fortunate in that uh, I got I, I'm a collector. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I'm, I was born that
1: way, I guess. But anyway, I started collecting anything to do with the old patrol, anything to do because uh, that back in those days, no one collected uh, stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, but I got that in my collection, and uh... I would love to see that.
0: especially mm-hmm. kids in school and so it kind of made the determination that uh, we were going to stay there and let our, our both of our sons graduate from the, the same uh, school system in Pearsall, Texas and Pearsall is a home of uh, George Strait by the way Mm-hmm.
1: Rose is going to be uh thrilled to hear that she's a PA out of a out of Casa Grande, and she's going to be thrilled to hear that story. Oh, she, uh, yeah, she's a complete fan. Yes, hey, and Grande is one of
0: my favorite uh, towns too. I've, I've been there. Uh, I love that country.
1: Uh, and how anyway, long? Um, how long uh, were you in Cotula, sir? Seventeen years. Ah, yeah, that, that's a long time.
0: Mm-hmm. And, uh, Of a, a
1: Sumner's police officer. Oh, so, nice. Uh, anyway, it, uh, it sometimes it, it pays to be nice to everyone because yeah. you, you can't you pay off in the
0: long run. You never know. Yeah. But uh, our oldest son, had, uh, when he graduated high school, he went to uh, Sul Ross University and uh, majored in law enforcement and uh, uh, criminal justice. And our younger son uh, went to Southwest Texas. Uh, he was more techie type. He was learning, they uh, wanted to be a computer graphic artist. And, uh, so anyway, our oldest son, uh, he applied for the Border Patrol and he was accepted and he had just a few months to go in college. So anyway, uh, we told him, he says, go ahead and take it. I said, because he was going to Brackenville, Texas which was just a, just a hop, skip, and a jump from where we were at, mm-hmm. we could go over and visit him. And it's a good duty station, and it's a neat place, wreck uh, and uh, so anyway, he promised that uh, he would go ahead and, uh, and finish up college for Sol Ross, because he could do it, they had an extension over at, in Del Rio. And so anyway, he uh, he graduated from Sol Ross, uh, criminal justice, and uh, uh boy he did the patrol proud. he uh he had one heck of a career oh. and he's just since retired he retired the basc in wilcox arizona oh okay and our Very son nice. he yeah yeah he uh, uh i wrote i i i had the good fortune to be able to ride with him on his last day and uh that, that was quite that was quite a memorable occasion and uh, uh we got we
2: there's a lot of ranchers and they had nothing but good words to say about him and uh, I, I like that because uh, you, know, you always treat a man with respect and, uh, and don't try to lord over I, you know I've seen some PIs that could rub, rub uh, citizens the long way and mm-hmm. that, that isn't good but anyway Craig did did a fantastic job and uh, and our other son he uh he went on to, uh, he did two years in Southwest Texas and went with us to Washington State and finished up at Washington State University. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, now works for Sony up there, and
1: he's about ready to retire. It's hard to believe, too. This concludes part one of our podcast interview with retired senior patrol agent, K-9 handler, Larry Weinbrenner, Century Class 100 out of Los Fresnos, Texas. Please join us for part two as he talks about the very first Border Patrol K 9 class out of Tuscaloosa, Alabama. You don't want to miss it. Ain't no patrol like the old patrol. Honor first, honor always.